Hi folks, this is Bob Dyer, host of Camp David, training for anyone after God's heart. Well, since I sent out the trailer, I've had some people ask, why Camp David? Why that for a name, a title? Uh, And that's a great question that um, I want to answer in this uh, segment. Uh, But it also is going to give you more information, more insight into just the way we're going to do things and what this podcast is about. So uh, at the outset, I wanted to encourage uh, the idea of a training camp. Uh, where you go to learn and work and are equipped uh, for an objective, a mission. And Camp David's mission is to equip and encourage people in the Christian life and about the Christian life. Uh, But also, as I was thinking, you know, Camp David, the one we're more familiar with, the presidential retreat, uh, is exactly that. We want Camp David also to be a place where you can treat, uh, retreat into God's Word, be called back into God's Word, uh, to strengthen your relationship um, in God's Word. And that's what a retreat can do. So that's some uh, information about the camp part of it. But what about David? Uh, obviously, we're talking about David, the great king, uh, a very flawed great king. But he was twice in Scripture called a man after God's own heart. In 1 Samuel 13, verse 14 It says, but now your kingdom shall not continue. It's talking about Saul's kingdom. Because of Saul's disobedience, it would not continue. And then he goes on to say, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart, and the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So if you read that context, if you read on, uh, you get the idea of why um, David was chosen, because he was a man after God's own heart. And then uh, we also find uh, an example here. If you look at Acts 13 in the New Testament, Paul's talking and he says, after removing Saul, he made David their king. He, God, testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. So two things I want to kind of bring out from this passage in Acts 13, 22. It says that, One, God is testifying concerning David. Now think about that. Wouldn't it be great to know that God himself was giving testimony, was testifying about you and me. And the reason he was testifying about David was because he found him to be faithful. It says he will do everything I want him to do. So the answer to why God considered David a man after God's own heart is that he did whatever he that God wanted him to do. And so uh, the obvious question, though, that keeps lingering is how could God still call David a man after his own heart when David committed such sins like adultery and murder? Well, we have to look at the totality of it. Um, and again, if we're using David as our model, then we have to look at his life. Um, we learn a lot about David through reading the book of Psalms and through the 150 chapters of Psalms, I believe half of them are written by David. And it's a very open book about his life, about David's life that we can examine. It was a portrait of success and failure, but the Bible really highlights the fact that David was far from perfect, as are you and I. But what's significant about David was his heart was pointed toward God. He had this desire 
to do everything God wanted him to do. He was a man after God's own heart. But let me give you four characteristics, I think, that kind of kind of just give you an outline of why uh, David's characteristics, David's life is worth looking at as an example. Well, one was his faith. He had complete faith in God. Uh, when you read 1 Samuel 17 and you, you, you we're recounting the, the story of David and Goliath and the Philistines, we have here a shepherd boy, a fearless shepherd boy that takes down Goliath. But if you remember, shortly before this duel with Goliath, we see this incredible statement, this incredible evidence about David's faith when he says in verse 37 of 1 Samuel 17, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistines. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So young David had this complete faith in God. He knew that God was in control of his life. He also kind of, you know, one funny way, I think, is he looks over here and sees the, this Philistine army with this big guy over here that's running point for him. And then he's looking at his guys and he's thinking, what is the big deal? God has given me this task. He's behind me. He's going to take care of me. I'm going to do it. So this is an example of his great and uh, continued faith. The second thing I would say was his his complete love for God's word, the law. Um, it says that David meditates on God's statutes. Um, he was given understanding and wisdom through daily meditation, of which we should be very much uh, committed to as well. Um, it says that Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in his ways. That's from Psalm 119, 2 and 3. So again, he was committed and loved, truly loved God's word. And it uh, became his nourishment daily. A second character, a third characteristic is that he was truly thankful. He lived a life of gratitude. And I know that's that's tough for me as well to be consistently gratitude and thank, uh, have consistent gratitude and living a life of thankfulness. But that's what God, uh, David did. He was a man after God's own heart, and he was truly thankful. In Psalm 26, it says, I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. So David's life was marked by, you know, he had great peace and prosperity, but he also had times of great fear and despair. But through it all, through all the seasons in his life, he never forgot to thank God, thank the Lord for everything that he had. And he even says it and, and exemplifies this in Psalm 1, 100, verse 4. He says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. So as followers of Christ, we would probably do well to follow that example. And then the final characteristic is that uh, David was repentant. Now, in a future a couple of episodes, uh, entitled one's entitled uh, Big Words and another one's titled Other Words, we're going to talk about things like repentance, like mercy, those things that you're going to see in this passage right here. But he was truly repentant uh, when he sins with Bathsheba. And when we read that in 2 Samuel chapter 11, we realize that the mighty, uh, they fall hard. And David's fall was about adultery, lying, and murder. He had sinned against God, 
but then he admits it in 2 Samuel 12. He says, it says, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. But admitting our sin uh, and asking for forgiveness is just part of the equation. The, the other half is repentance. And David did that as well. If you look at Psalm 51, which I would encourage everybody to read, such a great psalm, this is a prayer of repentance from David to God. And it says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And that's Psalm 51, 1 and 2. So again, we, we get the idea of mercy, we get the idea of repentance. And again, we'll be talking about that later, but I would encourage you to kind of do your own study, do your own dive into these kinds of words if you're unfamiliar with them, if you don't understand the the idea. But we'll be talking about a lot of this stuff in future episodes. So I hope that kind of gives you some insight into where we're going, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it uh, with this episode. And again, if you have any questions, please, please feel free to email me at bobdtx at mail.com. I also really would appreciate it if you would, uh, wherever you're listening to this, and we're getting more platforms uh, as we go. We're on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Pocket Cast, I believe, and we'll be getting, I think, Apple in a few days. So anyway, just it, please, I would ask you just to uh, subscribe, share, you know, leave comments, whatever you can. I'd really appreciate that. And also share with people that maybe you're struggling in their faith, maybe don't have a faith, um, because I think that will benefit them as well. So until next time, this is Bob Dyer. I'll see you.